Welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about how to take care of ourselves during times of burnout. This week, we read Four Signs of Burnout as a Mental Health Professional, found in Psychology Today 2020. Heather, today I thought we'd really focus on the aspects of burnout related to being a supervisor. Sometimes our topics are more loosely related, but I think this one's pretty specific. Do you ever find yourself taking on the emotions of your supervisee? Not lately, but... Good for you. (laughs) Right? Especially during these times, not lately. Mm -hmm. But I know when I really can feel for my supervisee, like I know that they're so caught up in it, like I can hurt for them, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense, or Mm -hmm. like really see that maybe their misstep had bigger consequences, like a job loss or something else that they need to rebound from that Mm -hmm. had effects outside of just doing therapy. Mm -hmm. So I think I've done that before, but it's not normally my, that's not normally my pattern or a problem that you have. Right. I I think this is related. I think it's opposite though, or it's related that I sometimes will become frustrated with my supervisee's emotions, Mm -hmm. which is certainly a reaction to their emotions. So it's taking on their emotions in a different way. I can think of times where I was supervising someone or working with someone and they were overly emotional. Like maybe would cry about a client. Right. Or would become really upset in relationship to something a client said or did. Right. And my reaction would be, ugh, stop. Right. Or uh, like pull it together Mm -hmm. and and be frustrated. Mm -hmm. So I know that I have to check that and be aware of that. My reaction is out of frustration that maybe, I don't know, they've become affected by the emotions or maybe in extreme cases, then they're not as professional as they were because they're overwhelmed with emotion. And it's that thin line between where does supervision tip its toe into therapy? Like where, oh. when you're doing supervision and you know for someone that maybe that is a triggering topic. Mm-hmm. I used to work in a program that dealt with a lot of grief. And my one of my supervisees was helping in that program. And he had experienced a loss that was very close to him. And there was by no means, this was not going to be a beneficial. Right. It wasn't a good, at least for him at that time. Right. Not a good situation for him to be in. Right. And it was one of those things where, okay, so this is where that line of supervision, Mm -hmm. but yes, we're going to address that. I know why it's emotional for you. I I can Mm -hmm. see why it's emotional for you, but in supervision, I'm going to go ahead and say there might be a need for therapy. There might be a Mm -hmm. need to go back and do some more work on that. Mm -hmm. So I think we're describing now that as a supervisor, you might have a reaction to someone else's emotional boundaries, right? That they they're holding poor boundaries. Or maybe in other cases, they're holding rigid boundaries around their emotions. Right. Could go either way. We'll have, the supervisor will have a reaction. Right. Yeah. I think that's so common. Scenarios like the, that are so common in eating disorder treatment because there's so many people involved in eating disorder treatment that have a history or a personal story connected okay. to right. eating disorders right. that you do need to be aware of holding clear boundaries and knowing where you're impacted and why you're impacted by different clients or situations. And I think that's a great supervision point is to Mm -hmm. always bring that up in supervision, like noting the emotion. And if you don't already know why, well, why is that troubling to you? Or or why is your emotion so Mm -hmm. strong on this topic? Mm -hmm. 
Well, and we're talking about doing that for ourselves as well, not just for our supervisees. But if you leave supervision or go home for the day and realize you're still carrying that Mm -hmm. emotion with you, then you're taking on the emotions of your supervisees. And certainly if it hasn't already led you to burnout, continuing to do that would lead you to burnout. Absolutely. The second point in our article makes me laugh. Right. The second point was escape fantasies. Mm -hmm. Have you ever found yourself in an escape fantasy related to supervision? Not related to supervision, no. (laughs) But I can imagine, I wonder if my supervisees have. Like they're counting down Mm -hmm. like, I only have so many left before I have to. Yeah. Oh, I think they all do. But maybe not because they're not enjoying supervision. Right. Right. I I think lots of supervisees are literally counting down because it's expensive. Well, yeah. Or it takes uh, time from them. Mm -hmm. It's hard work. Right. If you're really doing it. If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. I think I've done this before. I think I, no, I take it back. I don't think I have. I can think of a couple of supervisees that I thought, I'm not really enjoying working with them. Like your time came to an end and Mm -hmm. that was okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I've had some supervisees that we stopped supervision because they moved, they quit the job, you know, other circumstances. and. It wasn't always, parting was not always sweet sorrow. Mm-hmm. The, sometimes it was just sweet. Right. But, and maybe for both of right. me and the supervisee. But I think knowing that now, looking back on it, it would have been helpful probably to both of us just to say, let's make a change. Let's move on. Right. Let's do something different. That, so maybe all of these things are pointing me towards when I notice these things, it's time for a change. You know, whatever the change might be. Yeah, I had I think it was a professor in grad school that talked a lot about if you're ever excited that you had a cancellation from a client, mm-hmm. you might be burning out. You might and I think be this tired. is a little bit like that. Like yeah. you might be tired. You might be, you might need to rethink your schedule. Sure. But if you have a cancellation and you all of a sudden think you won the lottery, that might yeah. be a good sign. Yeah. So when I, when a supervisee says, oh, I'm moving out of state and I want to go, yeah, I mean, congratulations. And that might be something right. I need to stop and think about. That might be something absolutely. To I, do, I absolutely think so. With all any supervisee that I can remember feeling that with. I think I've used this example before on the podcast that when I was putting myself through grad school, I taught for Mm -hmm. a year or two at at a little private school. And probably one of the best things that I could have gained from that situation was having such great leadership and mentorship. And the principal at the time had worked her entire adult career at a private school or as a teacher. Mm -hmm. And she was so supportive. She came to my classroom at the end of the day and I'm like, vacuuming, wiping down tables, putting toys away and things like that. And she just asked how I was doing. And she said, how are you enjoying the kids? Mm -hmm. How is the class going? Do you need anything? Either she knew or she could tell by my answer, but she asked, are there any kids in your class that are hard for you? And I went, no, 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 no. Of course not. I I love all of them. They're all wonderful little angels. (laughs) And she could tell, I think. She said, every year, there's always a kid in my class that I just don't really love. They give me a hard time or I feel frustrated with them. And that's normal. She said, every single year I have a kid like that. And I know I'm like my shoulders relax. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you said that. This one kid's driving me nuts. Right. And I feel bad because she's cute and sweet and fun, but she just makes me Mm -hmm. crazy. I think there are supervisees like that. Absolutely. That they are perfectly cute kindergartner kids that are wonderful, but they just drive you nuts. And it's okay. Or sometimes I think you can actually be out of sync, like whatever's going on for Mm -hmm. you personally and whatever's going on for Mm -hmm. them. Sometimes Mm -hmm. those things don't align. Yeah. And they're not anything you necessarily have any clinical 
ramifications of, right? Yeah. It's just one of those like where you are and where the time and space yeah. is not. You know, I think saying it that way, I often tell myself and supervisees, I'm not the counselor for every single person. Right. And that's okay. Right. That's why there are so many counselors out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've, I really spend time and let myself consider that I'm not the supervisor for everybody. Right. There are many supervisors out there and I don't have to be the perfect fit for all of them, mm-hmm. for all supervisees. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I do have escape fantasies. Right. <laughs> Maybe I'm like sitting on a beach somewhere or even by myself in my office. Right. Without anybody <laughs> yeah. here. Number three on our, in our article this week, our third point, healthy routines begin slipping. Do you ever find yourself with your healthy routines or your healthy habits? Maybe you're not as consistent. They just start slipping away a little bit. Absolutely. It's probably my number one. Mm-hmm. It's probably what happens first, I should say to me, mm-hmm. is the simplest little thing will start slipping. It could be that I didn't take a lunch break, or it could be that I didn't mm-hmm. get up and walk around after sitting for three clients back to back. Simple little things start slipping. Yeah, it's definitely. And I think this relates to supervision, but also just to mental health in general that it's easy because you're in the mode of sitting and you sat and did notes and then you sat and saw another client and then you didn't get up and walk around. You're yeah. not going to be focused or paying attention in the next mm-hmm. session, be it supervision or not. Mm-hmm. I think this is totally rationalizing. I think when my healthy routines start slipping, at first I do it with intention. Okay. I'll think, well, I know my day is going to go smoother if I wake up a little bit early and work out just a little bit. My, I'll feel better. My day will go better. But I'll tell myself, well, but I was up late last night. I'm just going to sleep in just this one day. And the slipping part, because it, then it happens more and more right. often. And then I think, oh, I really do feel better when I get up and work out a little bit. Or water, oh. drinking enough mm-hmm. water. That maybe one, I'll realize it happens like, oh, I forgot my cup. I I don't have a cup at work now. Oh, well. And then, you know, so I know it happened, but then before I know it, it's happened like two days in a row. Right. And then you really have a headache or you really don't feel good. Right. So I think I knowingly let them slip sometimes or rationalize that a little bit is okay. And then before I know it's become more of a pattern. Mm -hmm. I would agree. And it's just about that cognition of, uh oh, here comes the pattern. This is not a pattern I want to be in. Mm hmm. I think I convinced myself that doing it once is allowing myself flexibility or yeah, like (laughs) sleeping is taking care of myself. And sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not exactly right. Okay. The last point in our article, you are no longer finding the fun in supervision. Yes. You find yourself not finding the fun in it. Right. I think when you start, maybe not dreading, that sounds really dramatic, but maybe when you're like, okay, I know I have supervision and you're not Mm -hmm. like focused on like, what are we going to talk about in supervision today? Like you're not coming Mm -hmm. with something exciting or something that you learned this week or something that you want to share. It starts to like that decline can slowly and gradually start rolling down the hill. I think it happened. I see myself doing this, clients, groups, supervision, that when I am really excited or into it, I come with a plan. Oh, and I haven't led groups in a while, but when I was leading groups all the time, I would come with three plans. Just in case. Right. That, you know, if I used one group idea, but it it wasn't really a hit or Mm -hmm. we went through it really quickly because it wasn't that engaging. I have another backup plan. Right. That when I'm really engaged and on my, on my game with Mm -hmm. supervision, I come with articles and I sent you this email during the week of a CEU that I thought you would like based on what we talked about last week. And those things are really happening on a daily basis. I'm thinking about it. I'm actively interested in it. But if I find myself showing up and going, okay, so what did we talk about last week? 
Right. Then you knew you kind of lost the joy. Yeah. The the little happy mm -hmm. spot has left. Mm -hmm. Any other ways that you notice when you're just not feeling the fun in it or you're not? I think it also sometimes I've had a couple of years back, actually, a supervisee that was working at many different clinic based things. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed so chaotic and so energy sucking during supervision that I almost started to dread like that supervisee coming in because I was like, we're not really doing supervision. We're managing the dynamics of three different locations and different procedures. And that to me is not, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it has its point in supervision, but it's not what I like to do in supervision. Sure. I think that kind of circles back around to our first point when you're feeling the emotions of your supervisee, if they just come in and it feels so chaotic and it feels to you like this is not fun, we're just being, we're organizing or we're case managing or we're Mm -hmm. doing the administrative things. And that's not the fun part. Right. I also know that when I have a supervisee that doesn't match well with me, like I don't necessarily enjoy them, or maybe they do a different kind of therapy. I don't know. There are certain times when things can pop up where I'm like, maybe for me, it's usually when they need too much. When they need me like to handhold too much, I'm not that kind of supervisor. I I like very self-motivated supervisees. I like ones that don't need a lot of coddling. Mm -hmm. And so I think if they need me too much, I'm like, whew. You got an hour a week and I start like Mm -hmm. pulling back. Like I don't want to engage as much. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me is a sign of not finding the fun anymore. Like, oh, all of a sudden I feel like there's this boundary that has to be up. Yeah. Like you want to be, you want to protect the fun. Right. (laughs) And and so you're protective of your time and your energy. And if they're asking for things that you feel like are asking too much of you or crossing a boundary, then you start being more careful with your boundary. Mm -hmm. That's something that we didn't talk about in this article or this week that maybe is room for thought for another art for another week is these are signs of burnout. So then what do you do about that burnout? Right. And I know we've addressed that in other episodes, but it leaves you with the next step. These are the things that might point you towards, oh, I'm feeling burnt out with my supervisee. Now what? Now what? What are we going to do to mix it up? Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for listening today to Supervision with a Vision.